Butterball turkeys on sale now. Oh, you're already recording that. <clears throat> All right, here we go. Live and in charge. It's the excellence mindset hour. That's good. Tom Durak. Are you looking to pursue excellence and take your success to the next level? You're in the right place. Welcome to Excellence Mindset with your host, Ryan James Miller. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Excellence Mindset Podcast. So we're recording today as the result of another recording gone bad. Sometimes when we rely on technology for all the things that we do, uh, we rely on the fact that it is bound to fail us. And so that happened today, but one failure creates another opportunity, and that opportunity is sitting right across the desk for me, a nice, strapping-looking gentleman with a reddish tint to his hair, both head and beard, oh, stash as well, uh, doing well. And so uh, my my podcast broke. I walked out to him and said, yo, John, we need to figure something else to talk about. And what did you say? Oh, maybe I should introduce you. Who are you? I'm the ringer. The ringer? You're the go-to guy when nobody else can go to, when I can't go to anybody else? I'm a spare tire. <laughs> <laughs> is that... And it's that little spare tire. That's not a that physical description? Everybody can see. Oh, <laughs> is that a physical description? So oh, John Welches, founder, president of Red Mallard. John, you were the first guest on this podcast. You were the guinea pig, the the crash test dummy. Uh, we produced a pretty good episode, I thought, with uh, crappy technology, uh, a less than stellar microphone. I mean, like, look at how much farther I've come along. I know it's well. You're, you've got two mics. I got two. I got two mics. I got a soundboard. You, got, you look like a little. You, you, well, I know you. You pastor a small church, but you look like the sound guy at a small church. <laughs> this mini, <laughs> this little mini sound mixing thing, an Apple computer connected to it somehow. Oh, uh, we don't know. I'm so amazing. I have all this technology. Come and do business with me. You know, people. People love you. So how have you been in the six months since we last talked? It's not like we talk every day, but everybody else out there really wants to know where that John guy went. John is doing fine. John is, it's always weird to talk into a microphone with, and I've, now I have, now I have my own headphones and, um, John's good. John is. Business went pretty well for was, last it year. It was flat. It was flat. It was flat. Oh. This podcast did not. Bring me the ROI. <laughs> Great. I was looking. For. If you're listening right now and you think this podcast <laughs> is going to do wonders for your business, uh, you better be really, really good or go to a different podcast. I, 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 you know, I gave up on all my prospecting because I thought, sure, this podcast is going to reach an audience. <laughs> dozens this is so the episode gone bad already like i don't even know what to do anymore do i just hit end or do we keep going we're going oh good at least we're gonna give these people a solid 10 a solid 10 minutes yeah <laughs> not even a solid 10 just a solid 10 minutes whatever hey check this out last time you listened there was three people that were listening now you get like a hundred that's pretty good i know six months it's pretty you know with all the different podcasts and there are podcasts for everything i think that there is still people that want to say something that other people want to hear that they're afraid to say themselves or there's just a there's there's a there's such a diversity out there but you've definitely carved out a 
a, a good little niche with some very interesting people. I've I've caught most of them, certainly mine. <laughs> a couple times, you got to increase that listener view. <laughs> well, it, you know, I, I do want to be number one, and I'm not sure where I am in the standings. Oh, you now. got passed. Did you know that? I didn't know that. You did. Bye. Chris Macchiarola. I don't know who that is. Oh, she's a EQ wizard out in Florida. Oh, good yeah, her. she was my first to a hundred. 100 unique downloads. That was pretty cool. I felt good about that. You should. Yeah. So uh, businesses are trying to cut through the noise. They're trying to make themselves different than anybody else out there. What in the marketing world is just so cool and innovative and different right now? You know, there, I mean, everybody is doing more video. We're doing video on our LinkedIn pages. Um, and the videos, we don't do enough prep probably, but, you know, we're getting it out there. We're pretty much consistent with a weekly uh, video with uh, my sales guy, Ryan, uh, doing, doing some interviews and talking. We're starting to get into some real kind of just transparent stories about ourselves and our struggles. And um, okay, I'm interrupting you already. Yeah, go ahead. I think you said something good there that we, we should talk about. Oh, well, yeah. I know when you say something good, I want to highlight it because sure. there's only going to be like yeah. three or four things. Yeah, don't bother transitioning. Let's <laughs> just you know, cut me right it's off. It's better. It's better that way. Okay. So uh, you said that um, uh, more prep. You talked about like having yeah. more prep for video. So don't you think it's kind of cool though? Because um, remember, so you can appreciate this. You used to like make a lot of money building websites. And now that's kind of like a dime a dozen for the most part, right? I know there's still some cool ways to do it. But for a, for a while there, you you were able to generate a lot of opportunity for a business like yours, right, in the content marketing, uh, in the branding space, to just say, hey, you need a website because you've got to have one. So something is better than nothing, right? right? And, and it was true. There was a point when that's true. That's not true anymore. Now you either need to have something really, really good or almost don't bother. But do I think it's kind of cool that like we're in this space again with video, particularly on something like LinkedIn, even Instagram uh, is is there to some degree, but definitely LinkedIn where it's like somebody that just has something is differentiating themselves and better than probably 99% of the market. I Give me an example. Like what's your, what's the first example that comes to your mind that makes like a, that's a really good um, case, not a case study, but just like a, what's, what comes to your mind? Like who, who is benefiting? Who is benefiting from, okay, so the person, first of all. Yes. So I think that um, uh, right now, let, let, let's just take LinkedIn, for instance, because it's just been like the, the topic of a lot the of people's kind of marketing effort. So right now, I think the statistic is like about one or one and a half percent of all LinkedIn users are creating regular content. Okay. And regular content is once a month. One and a half percent? Yes. Of the total LinkedIn user base is creating regular content. Jeez. Okay. That's crazy, right? That's, that's already nothing. crazy. Nothing. Insignificant. And so for the person that's willing to put themselves out there mm -hmm. and just create anything, like literally I propped my cell phone up on a couple of books. I don't even have an external microphone. I've got a terrible background where my clothes are hanging in the back. Like even just doing that. And, and and that's subpar at best. Mm -hmm. It is still better than 98.5% of the people on the platform that you're on. Where else can you get that kind of exposure 
and differentiate yourself that much? The thing I struggle with with LinkedIn, and I guess it's all marketing, and I guess this can extend to actually just relationships in general, is, and, and I'm saying it mostly from my own struggle, but I've had somebody, some folks speak into my life, you know, over the years, yourself included. Uh, and just recently, somebody said, um, you know, because it's there's an agenda with all this stuff. There's an agenda with what we're trying to do. We're, we're all, you know, for the for there's a, there's a real heart behind a lot of stuff that you do, trying to add value and trying to, you know, blah blah blah. But there's always still that agenda to sell. Sorry, <laughs> blah, blah, blah blah blah. You crap. Blah. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> everybody can blah 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 their business, but. Um, but there's still this, just this agenda. And I, I've always struggled with it just because I think I've struggled with my own perception of, you know, the question, do I add value? Uh Cause you don't always have customers calling you up to say, Hey, that's that blog you guys wrote. Uh, We're just, we just loved it. (laughs) I mean, we, everybody's talking about it. My mom saw it, you know, we're just so thrilled. I never, I've never gotten that call. Yeah. You know, um, and, and so I know it works because we got a huge job with a huge publicly traded company that's going to spill into maybe other business opportunities over the next, who knows, as long as we keep doing it. And here's to my point. You hear that other big companies that have big, big jobs? Well, yeah, we're, we're here. John Welch's Red Mallard. Yes. Dot com. Okay, keep going. Don't go to the website. Um, <laughs> just call. <laughs> um, website's crap. Um, but no, it's, it's. It's we're all trying to do a good job, you yeah. know, and a good job is what gets gets the checks in the door and helps the people we're trying to help. And what I think, though, there's just this mindset that's missing for me. And, and what I sometimes have a struggle with other people on LinkedIn or elsewhere is just this mindset of are we trying to serve? Are we trying to help? And that's where it's just been this balance of like, well, you know, I could not do it and then just keep trying to get business the way I do it, or I could do it still maintain and gut check my mindset that like really the purpose of my company is to serve as many people as I can. That's ultimately what I feel God's called me to do. Um, but otherwise, you know, it's, it's all, it's, 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 it's a getting over the, the hump of saying like, this isn't just noise. I need to say these things. And this is a great outlet to say them. Um, you know, with, with, uh, sales guy, Ryan, um, you know, he was making a ton of calls doing all this stuff for several months and he got some traction and didn't get a lot of traction. And so I said, you know what, we need to start shifting your time and going from, uh, just calls to now connecting with people on LinkedIn. And even we need to start pushing content out there. And he was totally uncomfortable, but now he's gotten a good, a good footing. He's making a lot of good connections and, and really it's, it's, it's sometimes it's mindset. Sometimes it's just knuck, knuckling down and do is that right? Knuckling down. Is that the phrase? I don't know. Bearing down, bearing down, knuckling, down. get your crap together and just doing it regardless. So for those who are out there wondering uh, if you have a voice or if you know you have a voice, but you don't know if it's worth saying, like I swear I struggle with that every single time we put something out there. Yeah. Every time I send an email or every time, because honestly, I think what we're looking for is validation from that from that offering, and you're not going to get the validation you seek. Never. Th- that's that's only ever going to come from. For me, it's God. Um, that's it. 
I've really, that's, that's it. I mean, everything else will overflow uh, from that goodness. And so, but if we're seeking validation, um, the, that, that to me is the wrong motive because, um, but that's all really no. Growing up in the Facebook era where we went from having no smartphones to having smartphones to now being addicted to our phones, every aspect of it is validation. When multi-level marketing companies, you know, tell their, their downlines and their uplines and their hoo-hahs to all you, you Isn't must. Isn't that a sexually inappropriate term for I, something well it's you know the, the holy of holy i don't know <laughs> anyways moving on um but they have to leverage their personal audiences and their personal networks right with their personal stories and i get it because you know i'll put out a an infographic or a five ways you can improve your blah 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 and get like four likes or I can put it, I just put a picture up of my son and I when we went to get our puppy in Nebraska and it's gotten over 40 likes yeah. and like 12 comments. Yeah. And people get pissed off because they're like, oh, don't let LinkedIn become Facebook. And it's like, well, I get that, but it's, it's, it's all encompassing. And, you know, I, and I tried to turn that post into a business thing about just talking about being an entrepreneur and the, the, the privilege of just traveling on a Thursday to fly to Nebraska yeah. of all places and. But okay, so I don't I don't think that I know that you say like turned it. You didn't mean it like that, but like you don't have to force that though. Like I think that that that's naturally who you are, right? You are somebody that um, you are passionate about your business. You want to see it grow. You want to see your employees flourish, uh, but you also care about your kids at home, your wife at home. You care about honoring and serving God, but that's for you to decide. Like that's your purpose, right? Like that, that's what makes up who you are. And so then you just go be that. And then you let the audience determine whether or not that resonates with them. And I think that's the problem. And that's where validation comes in. I think like what you just said is too many people are getting on, like, let's just say LinkedIn or Instagram or Facebook, and they're trying to create a persona that they think that their audience wants to see. And that's backwards. Like, yes, when you're in business, you're trying to create marketing messaging for your ideal audience, but you should do so even then birth out of your brand story, right? Like who you are and how you relate to them. And so we've somehow gone like backwards in the personal world where it's like, we're trying to, to show off like who we want other people to see us as versus who we really are. So I like the fact that you're, you say like, no, screw that. Like, I'm just going to post a picture of my kid and my dog for two reasons. First of all, because I love my child and I want everyone to see that like, this is the investment I make into my child as a father by flying to Nebraska and picking up a puppy and flying back on an airplane and making sure it doesn't crap on the airplane. And like that, that's your investment. It was the most nerve wracking. <laughs> and I'm somebody that is afraid of flying ever since I was a kid. Um, you know, I just, I was get motion sickness and my dad traveled a lot in sales. And so I was always afraid that he was going to go down in a plane crash. And that coupled with having this dog under the seat with us, like not in the storage cargo, because that would have been terrible for a puppy, but just with us under the seat just the whole time. And it was, I mean, if I've pr- ever prayed for anything, I, you know, and I have, um, <laughs> but I prayed for this too. And it was one of those things where the dog didn't say a word. I mean, if he'd said a word, I would have been impressed, but he didn't bark or anything. <laughs> um, he would have been the new content nope, creator. Nope. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we could sell tickets. Um, but 
he it was it was a great flight and it was one of those things where and just like posting on linkedin posting a video posting anything there is so much hype and build up and nerves for a lot of people that are thinking about doing it or are doing it now but once you've done it like i think back that flight was a week ago no yeah it was like a week and a half ago it's like it's no big deal yeah like posting videos on linkedin no big deal you just do it. You just do it because it's 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 what we have to do. It's yeah. like, you know, companies 15 years ago, you need a website. Nah, we get, you know, we're in aerospace. We have deals with Boeing and blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, now they have websites. Yeah, yeah. Now they have good websites. Yeah. And it's not just because they need the money. It's because your personal brand is on display and you need to at least look the part. Yep. If you're going to be securing seven figure, 10 figure, you know, 12 figure deals, you need to uh, demonstrate that you know what to do with that money. Yep. And that's not just spending gobs of money on a website. I don't, I wouldn't tell anybody to do that now. Focus on your message, focus on your content, find your audience and where they're at. And for us right now, you know, as just a, an agency that, you know, looking at how we stalled last year, um, it's, that's why we started doing more videos on LinkedIn. It's like, why do we stall? Well, we're not really relevant or we're not communicating our relevancy and we're not communicating our value uh, that that's inherent in the people that work here and the people that do our, you know, our vendor relationships. We have to communicate that because nobody else is going to. But that's also, I mean, a big part of that is it, it's not because you like suck or you're some like slacker as much as that's that's like the biggest challenge with running a business. We're still talking about entrepreneurship. Like you you, you as a business have continued to grow year over year, right? At least six years now that I've been around you and watched you grow and Mm -hmm. 10 times probably over the course just about right. Eight times over that period of time. And that's significant. And so that means that you have grown in, in the, in the number of clients you're serving. And so while you're investing all of your time in strategy and content and everything execution with your clients, our own businesses suffer a little bit. And I think that that part of that is just that ongoing challenge that we continue to learn how to manage and then finding more ways to have other people come in and help us. So while you say like, you know, the, the body language, no one can see it, but it's kind of like, oh, like we, we kind of like fell off here. Like right. I get that. And that's good, right? We kind of want to use that to motivate ourselves. But also like that, that's just normal and we don't it's, have to accept it. But Right. Well, it's just funny that it was the 10th year of our business. Like I started my business in 2008 first you know and it grew and grew and grew um you know took off really well in 2012 and then continued to grow until 2018 10th year in business but i realized too like i was going through a program uh with the leadership institute this is an organization i'm part of um and i was also going i was also i coached two seasons of soccer for my son that year and that even though that's like maybe an hour and a half to three hours a week in terms of just time, it's still time. It's still mental time. And I wouldn't give that stuff back for, you know, the, you know, X amount of, you know, that we're down like, I don't know, 8% last, you know, it's not a huge amount of money, but it's, I wouldn't give that back for the coaching. So, you know, but I, I identified, okay, well that's where my focus was. So this, this year, my focus really is going to, how can we be our best client for ourselves? Yeah. And how can we be proactive in communicating our value to our, our current customers? And then going back to past customers and showing, hey, 
you know, you left us this way or, you know, you, we, we, this is the last time we talked to you guys, things were going on. Well, this is now our new approach. Would you like to try it out? Yeah. And not being in a hurry. Cause I think that comes, you know, with stuff that we're doing. Um, and I always like to ask clients, that's like, you know, especially in the service space where service-based businesses, um, how many new clients do you really want? I mean, do you really, I mean, want, we could all say, I want 50 new clients, but if I got, we have a great client in the electrical distribution space. If we had five more clients like them, I could probably just easily just coast like that for the rest yeah. of my life. Yeah. Um, but you know, those don't, those aren't always easy to get, but you know, you can, you, if I really focus on five, mm-hmm. I can probably get them in over the course of a year or two. Okay, so wait, wait, wait. <clears throat> I, I don't want to leave this train of thought again. Because okay. I walked out to you earlier when uh, I couldn't get my technology to get going with my remote recording. And I said, what do you want to talk about? Because yes. we've been talking about wanting to record another podcast. And you mulled around a little bit. And finally, you said, like, in, in all this talk of, like, building good habits and good rhythms, and I'm adding some things to it. But, like, in, in that whole mindset, which, like, we're kind of doubling down on that right now in this this world the state of the world is like habits and productivity yeah and you know all that good it's good stuff okay so so i so you said in in that state that we're in how do we how do we program how do we find how do we even know what rest is right okay so hold that thought because you just then you said that earlier Mm -hmm. then we talked about uh business and growth and then we sidetrack and we talk about the fact that you get to go to Nebraska and you get to. And I didn't take my laptop to Nebraska. First time I've ever, I've ever left my house like for an overnight in seven, eight years Yeah, that I did not take my laptop. Okay. So, so you say that and then you talk about like the gift of the entrepreneurship and being able to do that. And then we're, we're back in talking about, uh, oh, and, the, and then you said like, uh, but we didn't grow as much as we wanted to, or we were flat. Um, but I got all this other time. But now we're gonna do, like now we want to grow again. So, so now I'm gonna challenge back to you, and like God only knows what, how this answer is even gonna go. And I know we're we're running short on time here, but like, why can't it just be enough? Like, why can't we get to this place in business where we say like? Um, whatever the number, I'm just going to use round numbers for the sake of it being super easy. I want to be a million dollar agency and I want to make $250,000 a year as an owner of a business. And from that point forward, the rest of my, um, the, the rest of my goals are now all around how I build more freedom, more rest, more, uh, more investment into my family, into that and be okay with that and see that as continued success. Why, why, why can't that be? Mm. and not and so are you saying get to that point and maintain or are you saying yeah yeah okay yes i mean so it's gonna have been a a few episodes back by the time this one goes live Mm -hmm. but i recorded an episode not too long ago talking about the fact that like we're always we always say that we're making progress that we should celebrate the progress we make along the way and chasing like all these next big things. And yet I say that a lot of times we end up creating a lot of discontentment Mm -hmm. and a lot of frustration and a lot of hurt because 
we're always just chasing the next thing. Like when I get to 500,000 as an agency, then it's like, then I want 750, then I want a million. And those are good things. But why, why can't we just get to a place where it's like, I'm a business owner. I'm proud to accomplish this. I want to stay profitable. I want my employees to stay happy, but I also want to program and build rest into my life. I think, and I got, I've, you know, this is good advice that I got from somebody, um, an old boss years ago. Um, and it was around the idea of giving and they said, uh, you should start giving now. And at the, at that time I was working at this place, I was making 35 for, you know, $38,000 a year, which people think is like such terrible money. And still it's actually not bad, but go ahead. Well, depending on where you live. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they were saying to us, it was like, a, it was like the pledge week at this place I was working, you know, where it's, it's we, this week we're going to talk about giving and stuff. And the guy said, he's like, you need to start giving now. I don't, he's like, I, and this guy's this at the time he was, you know, doing very well, probably making, you know, low, low one, $2 million a year. Um, not bad. Maybe not that much, but you know, he was doing fine. Um, and he said, you guys need to start giving now because the older you get, the more money you make, the harder it will be to give if you're not getting into the rhythm now. Mm -hmm. And the reason I bring that up is because, uh, I don't think there's, there's never too much money to have as long as you are approaching the money as, as in the sense of what it is. And it's a tool. And just like everything in life, tools can be used for good or bad. And so I view money um, or the, and not as something I'm, I'm, I want to accumulate, but it's more of something that is probably my, my job to steward if I'm meant to have whatever I meant to have. You know, mm-hmm. I could have a lot or a little, and it's still going to be my job to steward that money, regardless of how much it is. And steward meaning provide a, a living for those who I'm responsible for at the time of which I'm responsible for them, which stops at 18 when my children <laughs> listen to this and <laughs> get out in 25 years. Um, that doesn't make any sense, but I get it. You get it. Um, and uh, it's to, to provide, it's to give, and it's to save. And I think they're... And also because, you know, you have, we have to keep the pipeline filled with stuff, with opportunities. And that's where I think the, the maintenance side, you know, you could all, you, we, we'd be, we'd be so lucky to have a million dollar agency and then have people in the pipeline that are ready to do business with us as soon as somebody else leaves. Or we just create processes that just enable us to not interrupt our rest. And so, um, Okay, so so, anyways, I I think getting back to the the at beyond the ramble now is, if you want to start resting, build it into your lifestyle now. Yes, and you can maintain the rest just like you would maintain giving, as you are getting busier. Mm-hmm. You know, if I could be a hundred million dollar agency, I'd still want to have the same lifestyle. Just and with that more just, dogs. What's that? More dogs. Well, be making more trips. Yeah. Uh, but it would basically be if I wanted to maintain the same lifestyle and have a hundred million dollar agency, that might still mean that I make, you know, not what 
other people make because I still want to have the same freedom Mm -hmm. and the same time to rest. And so I would just have other opportunities that would spill over for other people. And now I am not that I'm, you know, we're a small agency, um, capable of big things, but still, you know, I don't want to disrupt my lifestyle that I've, I've been fortunate enough to have at this point just to make more money. Mm -hmm. I want to make more money with the, the, the time I'm still wasting or not utilizing to my best capabilities right now. Mm-hmm. Cause that, you know, I, I, I will approach a task that I need to do and then I'll go check the news website. Cause I need to stay informed <laughs> um, or I'll go check LinkedIn because you know, there might be something I need to respond to. And so there's all these just different dis- distractions. Whereas if I was just able to get to a point where I was a- not, I was not entertaining distractions but I was giving distractions there a lot of time. And that's just where segmenting your week and getting into, you know, I, I, I know some people that are very anal about measuring all of their stuff. Um, how last week I only ran this much and I only did this many calls like that might be important to some people. And it's probably a good idea to have some sense, but yeah. you've got to, you know, how, how much did you nap? Hmm. You know, I love I love what you said off offline a few weeks ago about how you're only you only want to read one book a month or you only want to read like one book every month and a half so that you can go through it slowly and yeah. underline everything and actually revisit it the things you underline because um, the culture of more had me ha- had me in this like mindset that I had to just keep reading is like 24 books was good last year but now I got to read 30 and then I got to read 36 and then I got to read and then my friend told me that they read 50. So now what I'm going to do is I'm just going to put Audible on five times listening and I can't even comprehend what's being said, but I can tell everybody that I read 60 books last year, right? It's the culture of more. It's the culture of more. And that to me is is the problem is that there is a lack of awareness around what is enough or what is, what is right for right now. Because um, if we added, like I said, you know, five of those clients right now, today they all called, I'd have to fire a bunch of clients that weren't paying as much. Probably (laughs) you're out. Could be great. Seriously. But, um, (laughs) but, or if they all trickled in accordingly, like over the next year, if we made intentional efforts to contact a hundred distributors in orange County and our profile was 50 million to a hundred million dollars. And, you know, I intentionally did that to, and I landed five that all had a budget of, you know, whatever. hundred grand a year. Yeah. Yeah. That would be great. And we would build a system to where maybe we wouldn't have to hire a bunch of people. Maybe we would just hire the right people that know how to work 40 hours a week or even 30, 35, because we all know nobody works 40. No, you're, you're maybe either, not. You're not at home. You either work 25 or you work 60. There you go. There's like nothing in between. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm certainly in the the former of that. Um, okay, so wait, so so what I heard you say there was you you answered your own question um, that we that you said you mentioned offline, yeah, which is in a culture of which I believe it's a really good culture of building habits, building process, building systems into your day, being productive, that we must build rest, we must build margin 
into those habits. We should have a habit of that. Like my my biggest habit uh, win in 2018 was getting a minimum of seven hours sleep a night. Wow. And it sounds so stupid to some people because for some people it's like, why would you even do that? Other people think like, well, I can survive off four hours. Most of those people are ridiculous. You cannot. Right. Um, but what that did for me was two things. First of all, it made me way more mindful and attentive during the day. But then also when I'm able to do that, then I'm able to do my morning routine every single day, which all happens in the first two hours of my day. One hour is blocked off for a bunch of things. The second hour is the gym. But like if I set, if I do those things, which is predicated on getting a good night's sleep the night before, then the rest of my day, I don't even care what I accomplish because I know I will be productive because I've set my day up right. When I miss those things in the morning, which is typically the result of not sleeping well the night before or the week or so before that, then I'm screwed, right? Then then I just it throws my whole day off. I can't be as mindful. So that's intentionality. And I, I didn't even know we were going to go here necessarily, but like, I love that you said that. And I wish more people would hear that. Like you must build margin into your day and, or your week or focus on sleep. Or like you said, take a freaking nap, like right. 15 I mean, minutes. You need to build margin. You need to build a, something that I, one of my biggest struggles is having a sense, you know, having grace for my own mistakes or having grace for when I don't hit like today I was going to try to import all of our clients into a new project management system just so that my staff didn't have to do it tomorrow. Shout out to Asana. <laughs> uh, what's your, uh, what's your referral code? Your, <laughs> your, uh, what do they call it? I don't have one, but if I was an influencer right there, now, it'd yeah. be it. You'd be rolling in tens and tens of dollars, tens of dollars. Um, but I wanted to come in get that knocked out, but then, we we had a morning conversation and then we, we my dad came in and had a little morning powwow but one of his clients and you know it's we went to lunch with my new employee your new employee it's been a big old day of you and there, nobody's thank here. you jesus <laughs> i need those yes um but i've gotten one in there and that's a good start <laughs> um so but I, you know, for me, I, I was able to go have breakfast this morning by myself, read, read through the book of Romans, which we're going through with a couple of guys on Thursdays. So that to me is a win. The other win would just be going to work out, which I won't do. <laughs> I would like to. Wow. I don't want to. That was defeatist right yeah, there. See, that's what I'm saying, though. If you're not building in grace for yourself. Yeah that will continue to tear that day down. Like, let's say you don't have a perfect morning. Let's say, you know, there's a family squabble at home and you're trying to get your daughter off to school and it just kind of just rolls into just a thing. What can people do to reset their day? And I actually want, when is this going live? Like in two weeks? Uh, yeah, a couple of weeks. It's going to give me enough time. I'm going to post an article I've been wanting to write on LinkedIn just about what it means, you know, to not let your day ruin their night. That's what I'm going to call. Oh, it. because I've got kids five, four, almost four, and one and a half, and not to mention, obviously, my spouse, my wife, Christine. And so when I come home and I bring in that stuff, yep, they don't care that I had a bad day. They don't care that I lost a client. I mean, it's important to a degree. Yeah, really, it's not. They want dad. They, they want, want husband. They want dad, husband. They want to play. Yeah, they want to. They, they need, and I, you know, I never, how often do I walk in if I've had a bad day considering the day my wife's had, Ah, you know, cause she's, 
she 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 migrated careers from being a, a special ed teacher to being a stay at home mom. And I get I guarantee that I, for most moms, regardless of whether you're a teacher or not, your children are totally have have totally different needs than what whoever you were teaching. Yeah. And it's nonstop and it, it, it's can be debilitating. And so, um, but that's the thing is like, you know, regardless of whatever our day was, we there's, I'm going to list off like three things that you can do before you walk into the door. And that's, you know, obviously have a moment of silence or a moment to yourself. Uh, I would, I would say pray. The second would be is to consider the day that your spouse has had. Consider, you know, if you spoke that day and you know what's going on, then consider that. But if you don't, if you didn't talk that day yet, you need to consider that they may have had a worse day than you or just a a bad day. Maybe they had a great day and it's going to help you, but consider their day. And then the third thing, I haven't come up with it yet, but I'll, I'll figure it out. But so good concept there off of number two. So Stephen Covey in Seven Habits says, seek first to understand and then be understood. Right. And I think that's a great perspective to have there because you're right. We too often impose what's happened to us and our experience on somebody else when we enter into a conversation or relationship or whatever. Mm-hmm. And at home is probably more so than not, especially because we're the entrepreneur, we're the business owner. We've done everything. They've done nothing. Um, so I love that. So we're going to wrap because I know you're on a tight timeline. You did this as a favor. Thank you, John Welches. I get to call one of my favorite clients right now and, and, uh, wrap it up with them. Keep chit chatting. Yeah. All right. Another episode, excellence mindset in the books. Look for some more from John and I in the future. We're going to have fun, rattle off some good things. If you have a thought on a topic, feel free to reach out on Instagram, LinkedIn. You can email me. You can do whatever it is that you want to do to let me know just how much you love or don't love me. Thanks. Talk to you soon. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Excellence Mindset with Ryan James Miller. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave a review and subscribe. And for more great content and to stay up to date, visit ryanjamesmiller.com. We'll catch you next time.